Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Well, I do declare. Okay, that was safe. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna do any hard R's. Yeah. Like <laughs> at first, I was like, "What would Nadim expect me to do?" Yeah, hard um, R's. Yeah, or like N words. That's not a thing I do. No, no, that's fair. I will never say that word. That's fair. There you go. Anyways, we can talk about that. <laughs> we get to it. Mita, how's it going? It's going. Our listeners should know, me and Mita and I are actually recording in the new year right now. Yeah, it's our first actual episode. Seeing of... each other. It's, yeah. Yeah, in the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah, it's, because we have two episodes in the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the third one. We have to do a bit time capsule because... Or yeah. time machine, not capsule. It's a machine. It's a machine. Because I'm traveling. Meet us traveling. Yeah. And so there's... We have to front load a few of our episodes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll... By the time the Oscars get rolling, we'll actually be on, yeah. on point. So if we miss any world events... Yes. Don't get at us. Don't get at us. <laughs> yeah. We get it. Yeah. If something really bad happens, don't get at us. Mm-hmm. But something big did happen. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mita, tell yeah. us. Okay, Nadim. Yeah. So if you've been listening, you probably heard that I challenged myself mm. in the year of 2023 yes. to watch 365 films. Yeah. And I did. You did? Congratulations. <laughs> I did it. So tell me how it felt. I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> Movies. Of movies. Yeah. I literally, like, January 1st, <laughs> I wasn't really doing anything. My dad was like, just go watch a movie. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> I'm going to watch mindless TV. Yeah. <laughs> Which I will say, for someone that watched 365 movies for the year, I did keep up with, like, my Vanderpump rules. Yeah, and yeah, my yeah, yeah. I still managed yeah, to make yeah. it work. You know, time management and all. <laughs> but um, That's all it takes. I just was like, oh... I'm tired. So far, it's, what, today's January 4th? Yeah. I've only watched one new movie this what year. What did you watch? What we're discussing oh. today. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also know it's a very frivolous thing to, like, say I Sure, watched. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not of any importance. But you posted an Instagram, and did people respond to oh, it? Oh, yeah. People loved it. Yeah. People were... What I said was that... I know it's not of any importance, but I did set out to do a task, and I accomplished it. Yeah. And it's something that I've tried to do in the past and, mm-hmm. like, have never really done it. And so it was nice to do that, but also, like, it's okay to do the not important stuff either. Absolutely, And yeah. to enjoy things. Yeah. And someone actually reached out to me, and they were like, don't... Like, don't, if anyone says anything, don't undermine what you did. Because there's also so much to learn from movies as well. Yes, Nita. Like, you have life experiences watching them. And there's things to relate there and things to discuss. And so... She was just like, no, this is so good. So many people were so happy for me. That's and so really, it was like really, really nice. nice. Like people you expected that. or knew or just like. So, um, people like, obviously everyone I know because my Instagram yeah, is you, private. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, no people like that. I haven't really spoken to in a long time. Okay. Like people I know, obviously, but just like not someone, a, a few people who I wouldn't think would like reach out. Yeah, That's really which cool. Which was nice. nice. Yeah. Okay, so I tasked you with something a few weeks ago. Yes. I wanted to give you time to do this. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to go through your list, mm-hmm. and I wanted you to give me the top 10 most notable films. Not yeah. necessarily the best rated, because mm-hmm. you're best rated, you have five 4.5s, I noticed. Yeah. I went through your list, and just, uh, you have no fives. I have no fives, and... which might change, though. Okay. 
and four four point fives. But that doesn't mean it's your rating. Yeah, yeah it's not it's my rating. Things that stuck out and still stick out to you in this day, yes. moment. Also, before we go there, mm-hmm. Mita, you finally watched. <laughs> I noticed <laughs> Memoirs of a Geisha. I so Nadim to Talk tell to you, me. I I was pretty far ahead. Not far, pretty far, but like a few days ahead. Mm-hmm. A few days before the new year, yeah. and then Christmas caught up with yeah, me. Yeah, of course. And so, literally on the thirty first, I had two movies left. Yeah, and I was like, "What would I should I watch that would really make an impact to Nadim?" Oh, <laughs> that's really nice. You didn't have to do that. Well, one you told me to do. Yeah. You said watch this on New Year's Eve. I one I told you to specifically watch, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But I think, and I'm sure that that made it a little bit more interesting. If, yeah. if I'm like, if I gave you a little bit of like, do this, mm-hmm. and also the memoirs, you were like, no, this will be fun to talk about, exactly, rather than just throwing on a movie. Yes. So, so what, what my did you second, think of my all-time favorite movie, my second to last movie of the year was Memoirs of a Geisha, yeah. which Nadim has been pestering me to watch. Also, my third to last was Sicario, which also was for you, yeah, because you've been pestering, and you liked me, it. I did really enjoy yeah. Sicario. Yeah. Um, I don't typically like drugs. drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think I would watch the sequels because no, I not only like... by D- Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah. And I I really just liked Emily Blunt's character's aspect yeah. from this movie. Yeah. So I probably won't do two or three. I think there's three, right? Yeah. Anyways, like I've not, I haven't. I only have ever watched the one. But memoirs. Memoirs. <laughs> Talk to me. Rob Marshall has no business whatsoever making a film I don't, called like, no, like, not, like not even kind of. <laughs> like I just... I was like, wow. It is. Just, like a wow. Like a wow. Like, this movie truly. is like, like a wow. Like because a wow. aesthetically, this it's movie incredible. is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Very but it is. Otherwise, a hot mess of hot messes. So messy. Yeah. One, they're all Chinese. I looked it it's up. It's a white man directing <laughs> Chinese actresses in yeah. a movie about Japan yeah. that you think is from like the 16th century, but it's from 1940. Mm-hmm. And it's so clearly directed by yeah, a white man. A white man. They're all speaking English. There's no yeah. Japanese in this film at all. At all. Um, it's just like a wild ride. But I was watching it the whole time thinking like, I know why this is and the themes come from. <laughs> I, I can't put it to words, but there is a feeling to it where I can see like it hits your, your need for things that like are well crafted because yeah. it is something really like beautiful to yeah. see. But I also think there is like a little bit of, I don't know what the, there's like a je ne sais quoi about it that's just like, oh. <laughs> it's not garbage. Yeah, it's and not I terrible. Think that's the thing. It's not garbage. The acting is across the board very, very good, especially mm-hmm. by the three main women. It is beautiful to look at. The score is really good. John yes. Williams actually decided not to do a Steven Spielberg movie in favor of doing this. Of, His doing preference memoirs. was to do memoirs. And it shows. It's a great soundtrack. It's like the cinematography is great. It's just kind of like a mess. It's very messy. It's very messy in terms of like everything, how they... And even, like you're saying, it is clearly directed by a man. And the way they kind of um, glorify... Yeah, a white man. The way they glorify a woman's virginity. Yeah. And and kind of then at the same time tuck away that they're prostitutes. (laughs) Like there's this weird kind of like... It's it's such a fascinating film. I don't, for the record, I don't think it's a good movie. I think you love it. <laughs> but I really enjoy watching it. It's one of those things, like, I can recognize this is a bad movie that I just really, really enjoy love. watching. Nadim also really loves Sex and the City 2. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's, well, I was thinking of that the whole time. I'm like, okay, these are his, like. Yeah, like, random. <laughs> and I think because I can't watch 
yo man, when I need comfort, I'm not watching Sicario. No. Do you know what I mean? That's like, not comforting. But Sicario is a good film. It is. It's very a great good. film. Yeah. But, Highly recommend. Yeah. So, yes. Thought like that, those are my thoughts. I just wanted because we haven't actually talked. Same about page yeah. with you entirely. Yeah. Just like a hot mess of yeah. a movie the entire time. But I also was just like laughing to myself because I'm picturing you watching it. Of Geisha, yeah. yeah. Oh, memoirs. Um, did you want my reading about you? the Mizawagi? Yes, I do totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give the solid two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I I think there are some really interesting yeah. aspects there visually yeah. really great music as well yeah. it's a great score i probably will fall asleep to it in the near future mm-hmm. <laughs> but there is something that and i guess we'll we'll talk about this but in today's episode but there is something that just seems so disingenuous about it mm. in terms of like the story that is it's that telling. something we're going to talk about today yeah we can talk about it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> about a story feeling disingenuous yeah, yeah. well like We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Fine. But yes, there is something very disingenuous about memoirs yeah. that uh, that really did not hit home. It also feels me. very big studio. Mm, like yeah. it feels like a lot of hands were in it. And I and I get that. And not the right hands. Yes. And I also think they're probably thinking like, this is Rob Marshall. His first feature film is Chicago. Yeah. Which, as you know, yeah. is a five star movie for me and is like probably one of the best movie musicals to ever be made. Okay. <laughs> it is, Nadine. Yeah. All that jazz. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so there probably was like a lot of pressure there, but then also like let's just give Rob free reign. He did it yeah, so yeah. well before. Let's just let him do what he wants, and he kind of goes overboard. And then when I watch this, nine starts to make sense, and like all these other things. Yeah. So I think he is a. I don't think he's a one trick pony because I do think he has really great tricks. And I will even say his tricks are good in this. Yeah, they're just not the right right tricks. tricks. Yeah. Yeah. And Chicago maybe was just like. Stars aligning. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I give memoirs two stars, actually. Oh, wow. I but I feel high. five stars about it. Okay. Like, on good. a film level, I recognize everything poor about it. Yeah. But I love it. You love it so I much. just, honestly, I have such a good time watching it. I love it for you. I don't know why. It's yeah. me giving, like, with Sex in the City 2, like, a half star. <laughs> but I will watch it all the time. There you go. I will say this. It didn't make my list of notable films. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for my list? I also just want to know how, how you felt about Koge Hankaha. Because that was the last movie I asked oh, you yes. to watch. The I... Zoe written film that released on the 26th. Yes. Like, out of the blue, kind of just announced and then released. And mm-hmm. the internet fell in love with. I really enjoyed that. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed yeah. that. I watched it on New Year's Eve. And, like, I was so... so I masterminded a plan Mm -hmm. because I knew I had one movie left because I watched memoirs in the morning (laughs) and I was like, okay, like Nadine said to watch this and it's a Hindi film and I'm spending New Year's Eve with like my dad, my aunt and uncle who are Indian. Indian. Shocking. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I will mastermind the conversation so that we lean into that and we'll watch this movie. And then when we were together, they all wanted to watch like and like like, mindless things. I was like, oh no, am I going to like, how am I going to Imagine you were one movie off. Yeah. And I was like, do I sneak away and like just watch it on my phone or something? But I, I did it. Good. <laughs> I was able... I'm very manipulative. Yes. It's part of being a cancer. And uh, I was able to manipulate us into watching that. And they're all 60 plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two are 70 plus. <laughs> and they all enjoyed it. Yeah. They did. They... I was... I really enjoyed it from what it touches on in terms of... As like, a young person. As a young person, yeah. social media. It's not even meant for our generation. No, and yeah, that's, that's the, the thing, thing that I really yeah. liked about it too is that like this is so clearly for this current yeah. generation, but it's not 
um, so it, embarrassing. And it doesn't alienate no, the rest exactly. of us. Exactly. It's like, it's talking to if you're like in your 20s, mm-hmm. like really, and like 25, that like mint of an age. It's very relatable. But it does not alienate you if you're older. No, and I loved that. Yeah. I, I am a really big Ananya Pandey fan. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Can I just say? Amazing. Blown away by her. Her, she is, she, so I'm not going to put her up against Aliyah. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, like, Aliyah also had student of the year. People thought terrible things. Yeah. And then she really proved yeah. herself. Ananya had Liger. Was that her? Yeah, she had, no, she had a bunch of garbage. She okay. did, her, her, uh. Oh, it was student of the year two. Two, exactly, yes. yeah. And then she did Liger. She did a couple of smaller things. She did Gehrania, which she was really, is really great. It's really yeah. great. But she really, she's the she best She shines part in this. this. She, she is shines, the best yeah. one out of the four. Yeah. Three? Three. Three. Three, yeah. There's like Kalki Kwachin, but like the, yeah. yeah. Out of the three, then she is. Yeah. She's the shining star. Um, So relatable. My Masi was like in love with her character. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone So was, relatable. It, my dad fell asleep, but like he sure. was tired. Yeah. Um, but he woke up and then kind of knew what was happening yeah. and was like into it as well. But it was like the whole family enjoyed it from this like wide yeah. range of ages there. Um, and that's... And that's impressive. impressive. That's yeah. so hard to do. Yeah. There were some things I had to explain. Like... <laughs> like situation <laughs> No. Um, oh, gosh. What was it? When um, the Instagram model, Lolo, Lola, yeah, yeah. she, like, it was clear to me that she was trying to hide him, but it yeah. wasn't clear to oh. everyone else in the room. And I was like, why? they were like, why is he so worried about that? And I was like, oh, because like, yeah, this she's is not, she, yeah. she's not, she doesn't want to be with him. Yeah. She's just using him. And yeah. they were like, oh, and then when it was revealed, they were like, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually was like a lot of fun. It yeah. was fun to watch with like older, older people. people too. So yeah, definitely watch that. Do you see why I told you to watch it? Yes, yeah. I do. The ending. The ending <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might watch that like every New Year's now. It feels, it's, it's a, cute. It, it was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I like solid four stars. Yeah, me too. Solid four. I really, really had a good time with it. I'm tinkering on four and a half. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I really, it was honestly probably one of my favorite Hindi films by far and one of my favorite films of the year. Mm-hmm. But that's enough of that. Mita. Oh my gosh. Lay it on me. Okay, so I made a top ten. Yes. Most notable from this list. Do you want me to go 1 to 10 or 10 to 1? Uh, 10 to 1? Yeah, that's right. God. Why do you okay. ask these dumb questions? Let me find my note. There we go. So I, the way I approached this was I did look at my entire spreadsheet mm-hmm. that had all 365. And then I just started jotting like which ones did stand out yeah. to me. So I had a list of about 28 movies that stood okay. out to me in total. Okay, okay. Um, and so I have a top 10. And then I have a couple of honorable mentions. Do you want my honorable mentions first? Sure. Okay. Um, Instant Family is an honorable okay. mention. It was a movie that I watched exclusively on TikTok mm-hmm. and then decided to watch the actual movie. Sure. Um, it's with Mark Wahlberg and Rose, Rose Byrne. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said Rosemary, but no. Yeah. Rose Byrne. Uh, it's about a family that takes in some foster kids. Oh, yes, It's really that cute. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually funny. It, I enjoyed that. So I had four honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Number three was Bo is Afraid. Okay. Just because, like, I don't think I love Bo is Afraid, and I don't think I'll ever go back to it yeah. the way I go back to Hereditary. But he's trying something. He tried something. And he, for the most part, is, like, good at what he's trying. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of a movie. Um, After Sun, just because I okay. never seen that perspective like, before. Yeah. And also, I love Paul Muscat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then number one... To Leslie. <laughs> to Leslie. To Leslie is my honorable mention. Okay. Yes, because to Leslie. To Leslie, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, ready for yes. my notables? Please. So, number 10, this was a movie that I avoided for years because of the main, of the primary actor in this film. Like, oh, I wouldn't 127 watch. 127 hours? It is! <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I, and also the premise of it, of just yeah. like a guy stuck between a rock didn't seem yeah. very interesting to me, but this was so good. Yeah. Danny Boyle really does something in there. Yeah. That I appreciated. So that was my number 10. Mm-hmm. Number nine was uh, a movie that has like been in the dialogue for like the last like, I guess, 30 years, but not anything that I ever felt like I needed to watch. And it's like a classic action film, mm-hmm. Speed. Okay. I did not realize how much I enjoyed watching yeah. Speed. It, it gives me like diehard feelings. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of like, this is a really well put together. Action. It's a little far-fetched, the idea. Sure, but it But cares. it works. Yeah. <laughs> Sandra? Just, just like Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Sandra, great. Keanu, hot. Yeah. Like, that's all you need. Yeah. And yeah, I really love Speed. Yeah. Number eight was something that before I watched it, I knew I was going to love it. Mm-hmm. And I did. Yeah. And that is To Die For. Okay. Because it has all my favorite yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has true crime. It has 90s Nicole Kidman, yeah, yeah. which I love. Gus Van Sant, cool guy. Yeah, yeah. There's two people in it that I don't like particularly, yeah. but I don't even mind them in this. Yeah. And that's Joaquin Phoenix yeah. and Casey Affleck. Affleck. Yeah. Um, so loved To Die For. Okay. Number seven is, I don't, don't want to say, like, it's notable mm-hmm. because I physically became ill <laughs> watching this film. I literally, so you decided to, yeah, you know exactly I did. what it is. I know exactly. You decided to put this on yeah. and you didn't tell me anything about it. I, I don't, do, you didn't know anything about it. I you? knew, and I knew way more than you did. Okay. I knew that was, I knew the premise. Yes. Like, okay. bits and pieces of mm. that. I, I did not know how far it went. knew nothing. Yeah. I also had not eaten. I had an empty stomach, yeah. and I was just drinking water yeah. the entire night. Yeah. We watched soft and quiet. Yeah, and I during the movie was like, "Oh, I don't feel very good. <laughs> like I feel really bad right now." And then I thought I was going to get sick at your home. I didn't. I managed to keep it in. But when I got home, yeah. <laughs> I threw up water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So that was number seven. Number six. I am so shocked that I had never seen it. Because I absolutely adore it. I play it all the time for like background things. I watch videos from YouTube on it now all the time. I see you trying to figure out what it is. And I think it was because at the time I was actively avoiding films like this. Just because I was trying to hide from like my Indianness. Om Shanti Om. (laughs) Om Shanti Om is like probably one of my favorite Indian cinema films now. Yeah. It's just. It's a ride. It's also, it's me. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It absolutely is, yeah. Totally, completely meet that's all the things that I like. So that's yeah. number six. Yeah. I yeah. I was really surprised that you hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think, what year is it? 2007. Yeah, 16. So like I'm... Sure, that you're hiding from your brownies at that point. It. Yeah, Yeah. so I, I wasn't going to watch the new Shadokan movie. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. It made me feel like I was 16. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so nice. In a, in a fun way. And like Deepika's debut. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Number five. Mm-hmm. So uh, another classic, um, you know, in the diaspora, everyone talks about how great this movie is and I probably lied a ton of times and said I saw it. <laughs> but also something that we probably thought perpetuated like toxic movie culture mm-hmm. and bro culture in yeah. general. But actually watching it, you understand the director a little bit better. Taxi driver. Taxi driver, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> you said it last week. Like you yeah. understand after yeah. doing this whole. I really, yeah, I have season. 
a completely different appreciation for Martin Scorsese. Yeah, it's yeah. not his intention. He's a victim at all. of his exactly of, of the. It's like a, a symptom of like yeah. what he has done, symptom, yeah. and we can't fault him no. for that. But Taxi Driver is great. Yeah. Love it. Number four. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think I would have ever seen this had you not said to. Oh. Yeah, I think I probably just would have skipped it. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I thought it had to do with drugs <laughs> when I first heard about it. Um, but this... Also, like, full-heartedly confirmed for me how great an actress Ali Abad is. Yeah. And it's Gangubai. Yeah. Yeah. Gangubai Katia Bhabi. Yeah. Yeah. She is spectacular. Spectacular. In that yeah. film. And I always just thought of her as, like, yes, I had seen Highway and I'd seen... Um, Razi? Razi. And Gully Boy. And Gully Boy and stuff. But I just still thought of her as, like, Alia on the couch of coffee with Cutter yeah, and, like, yeah. kind of bubbly and sweet. Gungubai? Yeah. She is so... She transforms into yeah, yeah. Gungubai. And, like, even in this uh, dance... There's one dance in song, Polita, yeah. really. She is dancing as Gungubai. Yeah, She's yeah, not yeah. Alia but yeah. doing a dance sequence. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a scene. Yeah. so convincing. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Number three is a big one for me for this year. For women this year. For everybody like it's just Oppenheimer no <laughs> it's Barbie yeah I don't I you said notable and like I just think yeah, that, that sure. it's That's, so yeah. much a part of the conversation for this year yeah. it did huge numbers and I think it it's very successful you've said you don't think it's gonna last the um euphoria of it yeah, yeah. but I think it'll it'll be a tale as mm-hmm. old as time okay yeah I think people will be talking about Barbie for decades okay number two I'm not going to give too much away as what I feel because I don't believe you've seen it yet. Okay. Poor Things? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really enjoyed okay. Poor Things. Um, no, I'm not going to say that until you've seen it. Okay. <laughs> but just know it is number two on this it's list. It's just number two of my yeah. most notable. And then yeah. my number one. I saw this movie five. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it five times yeah. throughout the year. I've been trying to watch 365 movies and I made time to watch this movie Five times in one year. Yeah. Four Rock, of them in a theater. Four in a theater, once at home. Rocky or Rani Kiprem Kahani. Yeah. And the fifth time, at first I thought I would just like scan through yeah. to see yeah. the extended scenes. I watched it from start to finish. <laughs> yeah. I made time. Yeah. And it's also three hours long. Yeah. So it's 15 hours of my life <laughs> true. that I of this year that yeah. I dedicated to this true. one movie. Yeah. We've talked about it immensely throughout yeah. this past yeah. year. But it just, it really is... That spectacular. Yeah. yeah. It really, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I, for me, your list, I was like, it's either number one or it's not on the list. And I would be, I would honestly would have been like, what about Rocky Rani? <laughs> I'm like, you saw it five you times. You saw it five times. Yeah. yeah. Was there any surprises there? I like that your list was not just like the things I like. Yeah. Like your top three are the things like you like this year the most. Yeah. Which is reasonable because... It's, it's hard to not... They're part of the zeitgeist. They're still, like, fun and fresh and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I like that you put things like Soft and Quiet and Bo is Afraid that you weren't... You didn't love. No. You're not ever watching Soft and Quiet again. No. But, like... <laughs> no, thank you. You're also never forgetting it. No. And that's exactly what I wanted to To hear. see if I, I would want, do. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't just want you to list, like, your favorite films. I wanted to be like, yo, what do you... Because in 365 movies, you watch some duds, mm, right? You did. And you watch some amazing stuff that'll last forever. And then you watch... Stuff that made you throw up. Yeah. I did have a number five on a roll mention that just popped into yeah, my yeah. mind. The Last Duel. Yeah. That's, the Last... Yeah, yeah. 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 I think... I feel like a big disservice was done... Absolutely. To this, 
I almost said Tony Scott, but it's not Tony. It's Scott. Rid. It's Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um, there's a big disservice to him because that is a well-directed film. Yeah. Um, much better than House of Gucci. Oh, Very... I still haven't seen Gucci. I mean, you don't need to at this point. I might because I just recently saw The Whale. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I literally understood everything you talked about, about how it wasn't like, you don't need to waste your time on No, this. you don't. No. Yeah. Um, I... Honestly, like, I kind of wish Austin Butler went over him sometimes. Oh, really? I think he's good in it, but, like, he... I think is, Austin Butler I, also commits more to the role. Yeah, and yeah. I'm wondering, do we think Brendan Fraser is so good in it because it's just that bad of a movie? Or do we just like Brendan Fraser that much? That we're like giving him Brendan. a bit of a pass on an, a very subpar film from a very gifted director. But here's the thing. Here's the... Actually, sorry. I don't... So I know that it was between the two of them at yeah. the end of it all, but it should have gone to Colin. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. Colin. That is, that is the best assessment. Yeah. Okay. But yes. Anyways. Yeah. I did it. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Now I'm going to watch another 360. No, no don't no. commit to that. That's I think maybe like half. Sure. Yeah. That's good. Maybe. Maybe just 100. <laughs> but speaking of the first new movie you watched this year. Yeah. What is it? This week, Nadim, we mm-hmm. are recapping the 2013 Best Picture winner. Yes. 12 Years a Slave. All 12 of them. Can I just say that the small type A personality in me is a little upset that it's not 13 Years a Slave for 2013? Oh, Like, I wish this was done in 2013. Sure. They should have thought that up. Um, Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Completely altered history for the the matchy-matchy of it all. There you go. I'm going to give us a quick disco. Yeah. And then we'll launch into it. In the antebellum United States, Solomon Northup, a free black man from upstate New York, is abducted and sold into slavery. You hadn't seen this before. No, and I want to say something. Okay, say the things. This is the last of the Best Picture winners that I lied and said I had seen it. Okay, the rest <laughs> yeah. of them you have seen? No, no, no. Or you just, if you hadn't seen them, I, you didn't lie about Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is the year the lying ends. <laughs> this is the year the lying ends. Um, and so I finally watched it. I had not seen it. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think you didn't watch it then? And I think and since then? Um, I'll be honest, because in, in, I'm being so honest today. Yeah. Wow. What did you put in this hot chocolate? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a movie about slavery. It's a movie about slavery, and it's not something that I seek out to you watch. Don't like people. <laughs> no, Nadim. <laughs> don't put that out there. Cut it out. How no, dare you? Mita, Mita is not that kind of person, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. But it is hilarious to make jokes about it. I'm not that person at all, and no. it's not funny. No. <laughs> Actually, hilarious. But yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's... I just, I. I often seek out entertainment. Like, if you look at my list of 365 movies, I will watch the bad, shitty movies just because it looks like it's lighthearted and fun. And I prefer those things. So I think I knew what I probably was going to get myself into in watching this. And I will say, having now watched it, I did know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. It's exactly that. It's exactly that, yeah. Yeah. I saw it when it first came out. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because by this point I was watching everything. We were hosting our Oscar party, like so. I watched it. It uh, was a big part of the zeitgeist at the time, mm-hmm. and kind of. If this hadn't won Best Picture, I think all hell would have broken loose. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I don't think this. There was any way, way this, was this was not was, This was not going to win. There, whether it was good or not. Yeah. It was not. You had. You kind of had no choice. The Academy. Across For the board. it to make it this far, yeah. too. And it's it's an, if you go on IMDb, it's the first movie about black people directed by a black person to win the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Since 
the Academy Awards Inception, two movies about brown people have won, one movie about Asian people has won, but not a single movie about black people. That's not good. No, and it says so much about the country in which the, the Academy is a part of. Exactly. So having seen this, finally, yeah. thoughts? This was a very difficult movie mm-hmm. for me to watch. I actually had to rent it twice. Oh, wow. Because, well, I kind of screwed up. I rented it and then I didn't actually have enough time to sit down. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I got through a chunk of it, but then I d- forgot that like I need to do this in two days. Yeah. And then two days passed. <laughs> so I had to re-rent yeah. it and watch it. But I was having like a hard time emotionally. Like it, there's, there's a lot in here that is, I'm sure to the truth and yeah, factual yeah. of things that I have read. Yeah. But nothing I've ever really seen or felt on screen yeah. before. There is something... So I had just said that uh, Memoirs of a Gay Show yeah, yeah. was not genuine. Yeah, yeah. This felt so genuine yeah, like to me. Too genuine. Too, like, yeah. it really... It took a lot out of yeah, me yeah. emotionally. Like, it's very hard to sit there and, like, watch those things yeah. happen. On top of that, knowing those things did happen. Yeah. And like this isn't fiction in any way. Yeah. And there is such a difference when you have someone like Steve McQueen directing yeah. versus like, I haven't seen it, but like I'm assuming what is in the color purple with Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Like I think there, it just, there, yeah, it's a huge difference. And it made me cry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I cried watching this. I'll admit it. Yeah. It's a lot of movie. Yeah. And I remember watching it in a packed theater with some friends and my wife. And it was a lot back then. Mm-hmm. It's a still a lot right now. Like, it's not it's not an easy film to watch. And I think my biggest takeaway was, I think people say this is to slavery what Stimulus List is to the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. It's like the definitive movie about that issue. Yeah. You'll never, you don't need another film after this kind of. But to me, it made Schindler's List feel a little bit more sappy and sentimental. There is like a cheese element yeah. of like, let's tie this neatly with a bow. In a bow. Yeah. Although there is like horrifying a, things. Yeah. It does have a very... It reeks of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And I always, and like more and more, I, I felt that when we watched it, but especially after watching this, I feel like Schindler's List probably was owed a better director. Especially also because like, there are still, to this day, hate crimes against Jewish people. Yeah, exactly. So, like, to have it end in a way where, like, yes, you're paying homage to those who did yeah. lose their lives, but there are still people who are hurt and, like, yeah. who lose lives as well. And I think what 12 Years a Slave does is it's not... It doesn't try to pretend, like, and then racism against black people ended. Was done. Was Hurrah. done. Hurrah. Yeah. Hurrah. Like, there's nothing... There's no, like, cheesy memorial sequence to honor, you know, Solomon North. Like, it's no, there's nothing like that. and it's that. an epilogue explaining that he never got justice. He got, never got justice. The people... We don't the, even know when and how he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it didn't end nicely for him. And the kind of unsaid truth that, like, he's just one of mm-hmm. that this happened to. Yeah. So, I mean, the, why did the Academy vote for it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Nadim. <laughs> I think they thought this was, like, so camp. (laughs) Like a real camp. They were like, wow, Wow. camp. Camp. Like, finally. (laughs) No, I I mean, the question of why they voted for it is, like, no. It's it's obviously, like, I mean, yeah. It it feels so authentic, though. It feels really authentic, yeah. yeah. And and that hard-to-watchness of it. I think the thing is, if you're going to compare the Holocaust and... This, not mm-hmm. the Holocaust and this, but if you're going to commission, there's list in this. The thing about the Holocaust is you know the things about 
gas chambers and ethnic cleansing. Like, you know, you've heard of those things and now you just kind of put it on screen. Mm-hmm. So you got a visual for what that, what you read about. We never really talk about slavery in the terms of like, slavery was slavery and it was bad because we, you know, human beings were treated like property. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the end of it. But you finally see the complete stripping of dignity. Yeah. Like what that what really... What psychological Sometimes does. literal stripping of people well, and like parading them around and like the sexual violence, the violence, the like, ev- like how, 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 how all-encompassing yeah. that sense of... And how long it went How for. long it went on for, how and prevailing how it, it was. And how it was like there's still... Yeah. And that's the thing that I think it, that it, this was maybe a little bit harder to watch because we don't talk about it as honestly as we talk about the Holocaust. I was thinking about that, though, I, while watching it. I was like, did we ever touch on sla- like slavery in history class? Yeah. And I don't think that we... I can't remember. I think we did it exactly that. I think we touched on it. Touched on it. Yeah. And then I was like, I wonder what it's like in the U.S., yeah. though, because that's where predominantly yeah. most of it happened. And, like, not to say Canada didn't have any hands in anything. I'm sure yeah. there was. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, plantations and things are in the South. So I'm like, I wonder what they actually learn in history class. Because, again, like, when I was growing up, it was just, like, a touch of, like, this is what ha-, Like, it was bad. People owned people. But yeah. it's okay now. Because yeah. of Rosa Parks. Like, that's all that that's I That's kind remember. of the idea. It's yeah. kind of, And I mean, look, we are in Canada where Native Americans were probably treated in very similar fashions. Mm-hmm. Like, they were stripped of their land. They were ethnically cleansed. They were murdered. They I were mean, we found graveyards, graveyards of hundreds of children. children. Like, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And then we have, every time you go to something now, we want to honor the Oshinawe of blah, blah, blah. And like... Have you ever seen that This Hour Has 22 Minutes sketch about no. that? It's hilarious because it's one of these things, it's a live art. And it's this woman saying, like, we want to honor and be reminded that this is the land of those people. And then a person in the audience stands up and is just like, so do we have to go? She's like, no, 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 we're just going to honor them. Honor, and she's right? like, but you're saying we're on someone else's land. Like, shouldn't we be leaving? No, no, we're just going to remind ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's just exact. It's such like... It's it's a, it's give just back some of the land. <laughs> yeah, give, give them back their land. Reparations, reparations. Yeah. It's just it's so simple. But all this to say that you know it's clear that you know what I, was really clear to me how shitty white people have been. <laughs> if there was any doubt, if there was any doubt, yeah. and like it's it's so it sounds so rough, mm. but it's true. <laughs> but and it's this true. movie also shows like. Even with the Benedict Cumberbatch character, yeah. where you do believe, like, he does treat his slaves does, yeah. nicely for yeah. the fact that they are slaves. But when push comes to shove, he still sees them as different from yeah. himself, and he's still going to put them in harm's way. Even at the end of the day, when you think, when you when you are trying, when he, Benedict Cumberbatch is a decent person, mm-hmm. and he's trying to do decently by that human being, he still feels that he is entitled to that. Yeah, he feels right? like because of the color of yeah. his skin, he is better than yeah. someone. Exactly. Yeah. Or he doesn't see that. It, it's not like the, how Brad Pitt recognizes that, like, under God's eye, we're all the same. So how can yeah. you say that, you know, you own someone or anything like that? Also, super interesting that Brad Pitt got to play the white savior in this. I love it for Brad, though. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was excited. Yeah, I it was. Lie. I'm not going to lie. One, it's rare these days to see Brad on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll take it when I yeah. can. Two, it's like, yeah, good on you, Brad. Good on you. Yeah. yeah. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, good on you. Because he could have been Michael Fassbender. Who is? Who is incredible in this movie yeah, for like, all the wrong reasons incredible yeah. was he nominated yeah he was okay across the board the acting is great who won this year I don't know who won supporting I know Lupita won 
And like deservedly so. Deservedly so. Oh, it was your boy, Jared Leto. Stop, don't call him my boy. He's your boy. I don't like Jared Leto. There are a lot of men I don't like the name. Joaquin Phoenix, Casey Wilson, Jared Leto. Casey Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. I like Casey Wilson. Casey Wilson, I love. I love her. She's amazing. Casey Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Leto. He's in that group of sus men that I don't appreciate. So, not that I want to make light of anything, first and foremost. Oh, this is such let's a, this make is light like, of safe. But like, that's what I want to say, is that, yeah. like, this is a really rough movie to watch. And I think... And discuss. And discuss, because there's nothing really to say. Mm-hmm. I think there is some note about this kind of feels Schindler's List-esque in that way, that, like, we're following this man's story, but the predominant goal is to show how bad slavery was. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, I think that's... The function is to use this man's story to explain in, in a film world, this is actually what slavery looked like. This is what we put these people through. Yeah. And I got that. That's what we put these people through. Well, and I think the reason why that doesn't work is Schindler Lizis is focusing on a man who is not the person that's being persecuted. Yes. He's just helping people yes. who are persecuted. Yes, yes, yes. So there's yes. a hero complex There's in that yeah. film. Whereas this is like we are following Solomon and his torture that he has to go yeah. through for the 12 years. The 12 years. Yeah. So there is that. And generally speaking, look, there's like nitpicky things. But at the end of the day, the movie accomplishes exactly what it sets out to do. So I do just want to talk about some of the other interesting, maybe more entertaining aspects of this film. Tell me. How the black people in this film are nobodies, like in real life. Yes. Chiwetel Ejiofor and um, Lupita Nyong'o at the time were nobodies. Meanwhile, the white cast is like the who's who who of Whiteville. It was wild. Sarah Paulson, Michael Fassbender, Brad Pitt. Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, um, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. Uh, there was other... Taryn Killam Taren, yeah. and Scott yeah. Scoot McNary. There was, yeah. It was just like a who's who, like gourmet feast of like white actors. White, which I recognizable. Thought recognizable actors. Yeah. And that... Steve is a genius. I don't... Is that on purpose? <laughs> I think... I don't think... Listen, you know I love Widows. Widows... <laughs> uh, yes, you do. I really think Steve does everything with some sort of purpose behind yeah, some it. some intent. Yeah. And I, do, I think he knows what he's doing when he's casting a movie and yeah. he takes someone beloved like Brad Pitt and makes him a hero. Yeah. But also takes someone who we recognize in Michael Fassbender... Like, we know the name, but we don't, like, know Michael I Fassbender, think, I think, and we make him a villain. But I think this movie made Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender, yeah, like, yeah. I think it, yeah. it made him a notable name. But it, before this, what is it? It's Shame, it's Inglorious Sh- Bastards. Yes, those were his two big things. And then also Hunger. Yes, yeah. and, but Shame but and, shame and, really. and Glory, yeah, his penis. Those were, yeah. the, things, those were the things that <laughs> made him. It's a great him. film, guys. Yeah, go watch go it. Go watch it. Those are the things that really made him <laughs> yeah. famous. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I also thought Sarah Paulson was... Fantastic. If you look up cunt in a dictionary, <laughs> that's who you're going to find. But yeah, I mean, I know she's a great actress. Yeah, yeah, I know she's a great actress, <laughs> yeah. true. But every time... But I... she is like... There's a lot of hatred yeah. in that woman. And I almost started to believe it. I was like, ooh, does Sarah Paulson feel this way about like everybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like every black person? Yeah. Which brings me to the real big thing. Mm. The N-word. Yeah. I know that... The word Quentin? you tried to make me say at the beginning of this podcast. I know Quentin gets hated on for having his characters moderate, uh-huh. whether they be black or white or mm-hmm. someone, you know, whatever. But then you have nothing but white people uttering it and uttering it largely as a racial slur. But, you know, Brad Pitt also says it. Yes. Without it being a racial slur. Yeah. I think the important thing, though, is context. For do, sure. Do I need Samuel L. Jackson saying it in Pulp Fiction? Not really. But I don't think it's the, adding anything but to But that's it. how a lot of 
I'm look, neither of us is black, but mm-hmm. my understanding is that black people do use it as a form of in communication quite regularly. Yeah. Especially people who might be in the social, you know, economic tier that Samuel L. Jackson is in in pulp fiction. Yeah. So it does feel authentic. I I can understand that. I also just feel like it's a word and this is just my opinion towards it. It's a word that like just shouldn't be used, period. Yeah. Like regardless sure. of your skin color. Because when you watch something like this and you see the way the word is used in the context yes, yes. of like its true meaning and purpose and yeah. where it originated from, why would you want to use that Which word? is probably Steve McQueen's intent yeah. is to overuse the word so that you actually see, see how this is how, is. yeah, this is where the it originated from and this is why you're not supposed to say it. Mm-hmm. But how do you think all those white people felt saying it? Oh, I, I believe that that's like probably so hard for them yeah. to have to go through. Yeah. Have you heard about... Um, What's his name? The star of American fiction. What's his name again? I'm forgetting his name. He's in so many things. He's in so many things. It's on the... T- Jeffrey Wright. There you go. Yeah. That, <laughs> I did it. That is his name. Um, Jeffrey Wright recently spoke about how he was in a movie. He used it with the R, the hard R, and then a bunch of studio executives wanted to redub it with him saying Negro instead. Oh, okay, wow. And he refused to do it, and they hired someone Ooh, to dub, dub over, over him, him because he refused to, to do that. And hearing that, I was just like, all those executives are white. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But why did he refuse? He believed it, like, it worked with what the context of the actual film was. And so he was like, I don't think, like, it should be something that is harsh for people to hear. We shouldn't yeah. have to soften people's ears to it. Like, sense self, they, we shouldn't have we to censor it. We shouldn't have to censor it yeah. because, like, that is, I, I don't know, I can't remember what the film was. But he was like, but it made sense in terms of, like, why he was saying it. Yeah. And they were, and he's also a black man. Yeah. And so he was just like, I don't want to deter from that. Yeah. But all the white executives were like, okay, well, we'll just hire someone to say it over you. Yeah. And Tracy Ellis Ross was shocked. By the fact that it was dubbed over? Yeah. Is she in it? American Fiction? She's in American Fiction, yeah. Okay. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. It's not. It's out tomorrow. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. Is it playing somewhere? I don't know. I just remember seeing January 5th. (laughs) Maybe it is. Who knows? But yeah, like for, I think if I was a white actor, I'm not. <clears throat> but even as a brown woman, yeah, I would not want to have to say that no, 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 word. Of course. But I also, I think for this film specifically, yes, you have to. You have to. You There's you no can. way around yeah. that. Yeah. If you're asking me to say it and like I'm playing a racist woman in like three billboards or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. I'm not, not going to say it. Exactly. Yeah. But I in, don't think it. And this, has. the context is so important that yeah. like you can't not say it. <laughs> the other thing I thought was super interesting was the score. Because it reminded me of so many other scores. Right? And I was like, I know I've heard this before, but is it the 12 Years a Slave score that I know? No, it isn't. It It feels like Interstellar meets Zindagi Nami Legi Dabara. That's exactly it. It really... Who did this? Is it Trent Atticus? (laughs) Trent Reznor? It's not Trent and Atticus, yeah. Trent and... On Zimmer. So that's why... It feels very familiar, but oh, it does. Yeah. So it That's sounds why like Interstellar. That. Interstellar is so big, but also Zendingi Naomi Legi Dabara. Yeah. It re- there's a. I was trying to. I was watching. And I was just like, "What does this Where sound like? Where before? have I heard this before?" And it was Zendingi Naomi Legi Dabara, which came out before. Just gonna say that. Ha! Thieves. Thieves. Interesting. Mm. About stealing people and stealing music. Oh, <laughs> another white man stealing. 
No, but Steve is... Well, Hans. Hans okay. is... That's his score. Yeah. I do really enjoy Steve McQueen. <laughs> so I do just want to point out the yeah. unfortunate Best Picture nominees that okay. also came out this year. Yeah, no chance no of chance winning. No chance of winning. Mm-hmm. We have uh, American Hustle. Seen it. Okay. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> Captain Phillips. Not seen. You haven't. No, and I was going to try to before you the should. end of the year, but then I was like, no, Sicario. You'll enjoy it. Okay. So just when you get a chance. It's entertaining. I'm the captain now. I say it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Dallas Buyers Club? No. Okay. Because of Lido. (laughs) Gravity? Seen it. Seen it. Her? Seen it. Nebraska? No. Philomena? No. You should see Philomena. You'd like it. Okay. And The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) Jordan. 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 Uh, Yeah. None of these films stood a chance. So Maybe Dallas Buyers Club? (laughs) What are you voting for? Number two. What, what's my number two again? On your, Ooh, yeah. Okay, wait. Let me look at that list again. Uh, you know what? Gravity is my number two. I was going to say gravity mm-hmm. as well. Gravity was a feat. It's a, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's the exact word I was about yeah. to use. How dare you steal it? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, no. That is a... It's a ride. Yeah. It's also... It's one person. I mean, George is there, but like... Yeah. But it's, it's, but also, it's just all Sandy Bullock. Yeah, it's all Sandy. And, like, this should have been her Oscar win, not... Uh, oh, God, not Blindside. Blindside. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, Gravity is my number two on there. This is otherwise a very... Not forgettable, I won't go that far, but yeah. otherwise not a very memorable year. And if we look at Best Director that year as well, we have Alfonso Cuarón, who eventually won for Gravity. Mm-hmm. We have Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave, Alexandra Payne for Nebraska, David O. Russell for American Hustle, and Marty for Wolf of Wall Street. So yeah. those were most likely your... Our top five. One to six kind of thing. Yeah. And Best Director did win for the what we thought would be the second. Yeah, would be the yeah. second. So that also makes sense that... Although I do feel... It's interesting because I do think that while Gravity is a feat and a true directing film, yeah. like a film that was directed, I think Steve McQueen should get credit for, cra- you know... For crafting. Crafting and properly telling the story. story, yeah. But I also get Gravity is. Because he's also basing it off of something that was written in the 1800s. Like, yeah. it's not... He he also wrote the screenplay for this, right? He did? Yeah. Yeah, it's something that is based off of a... A book from the 1800s. 18, so, like, how well crafted was that book? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, understandable or, like, any of that. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, there's so much research that probably had to go into this. And he... Like, I, I mean, obviously I'm not an expert, but it just... It, there is a feeling that it is so authentic. Yeah. Versus when you see something else like a made-for-TV movie about slavery. Yeah. And yeah. I think the other thing is, this is what we mean about, like, having the authority to tell a story. Because when Steve McQueen tells this, he's informed in such a different way mm-hmm. than anyone, anybody else. White, black, it doesn't matter. Sorry, white, Asian, brown. Only a black person gets to tell this story. The same way only a Jewish person gets to tell the Holocaust story. The same way only a brown person should have been able to tell Gandhi's story. <laughs> or a slumdog millionaire story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Danny Boyle, I forgive because you can tell he loves. What and he, he, he asked yeah. some Indian people to be around. And like, yeah, the, he, he did what he could. Good. At the end of the day, it shouldn't have been him. But this is kind of the example of why. Because could you imagine a white person directing this? Well, no. I don't think it would be the same film. Yeah. I think the casting would be different. I think writing of it also, like there would be, like I think they would represent Brad as more of a savior than anything else. Like he is a savior in this Mm -hmm. film, 
but it's not like we're cheering for Bass at yeah. the end of this movie. No. Like, thank you for you're, saving You're kind him. of just like, good, you you're did like, the good, right yeah, thing. Yeah. You followed like, through. Yeah. Like, that is how it should be. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think there is so much that's evident that like yeah. it needed somebody like Steve to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I just really love him. Have you watched Small Axe? I haven't watched Small Axe. I should. Any of them? No. Okay. I should. You really should. Yeah. yeah. I'll get to it. That was, what year was that that I? I think COVID year. That was 2020? I think so. Yeah. I feel like it was. Or 2021, maybe. Something, Something like which that. Which was also still COVID year. Yeah. So that's a possibility. <laughs> Do you have a sequel? <laughs> Actually, like, I would kind of like to know, what does he continue to play the mm-hmm. violin? Like, where does... And, like, also, he clearly tried to get justice by suing people yeah. or by having them tried, but, like, it didn't work in their favor. And I think those would be really interesting trials to look to at. To experience, yeah. From the perspective of someone like Steve McQueen. Yeah. Nobody else. Please don't yeah, yeah. take it. Yeah. Or a black man. Like, yeah. even someone like Spike Lee. I think if Spike Lee did a t- period movie like this... Yeah. That could be so interesting. So interesting. Watching yeah. this the whole time, I was like, I want to watch Black Clansmen again. Yeah, yeah. Just because there is something better about those experiences. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want to know what happened to Patsy, but I'm pretty sure we she know kills what herself. To Patsy. Yeah. Yeah. Or he kills her. Or he kills. I don't think he kills her. I think he kills her. You think? I think he rapes and kills her. Hmm. I, I feel he... like that. Uh, I think she. I think she kills herself. I think she winds up pregnant. Hmm. I think he. The only way to help with that is for him to kill her. Hmm. Yeah. That's really dark. Yeah, it's real dark. I also think that the mirror story of what his wife and kids are doing in those 12 years mm, is also interesting. Yeah. There's, there's a whole... There's like, a baby! There's a whole life in there that's being lived. Yeah. Like, that, of not knowing. Of not knowing that we don't see anything of. And I don't think that's a flaw of the film. We just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, like, the sheer, like courage you have to have to still hold on to like hope that it is just something yeah. like he was sold into slavery not that my father left me but did she like we, don't, we know. don't know we don't exactly. know yeah exactly so there is something interesting to tell i'm gonna go into my rating okay and then you can follow me like you always do you mean when we alternate <laughs> each week yeah okay whatever people <laughs> so 12 years a slave is a terrible film and tried to be really funny and just like couldn't really get there where was the romance where Where was was the comedy (laughs) where was the song and dance in the fields we're in the fields there's no dance no chuck yeah like what the hell also they could get better clothes (laughs) they look like they smelled they look absolutely take a shower (laughs) we need to stop the only reason you can say any of this is because the movie's really tough to watch it's a really hard movie to watch, as it should be. Mm-hmm. This the uh, the definitive movie about slavery should not be fun and <laughs> interesting. And like, it should be. It it. I asked my wife before I watch it. She's like, "No, that is not a film I want to watch." It's like actively. It's just. It's not a fun film. Nor should it be. It deserves every right to exist. And I will also say, despite it being such a hard film, it is arresting to watch. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. It's very well made. It still commands your attention from start to finish. The way any good movie, no matter how difficult the subject matter is, should be. Yeah. And that is saying something. I think that's really commendable to make such an interesting film that is largely pretty simplistic. Mm -hmm. Like, there isn't really anything narratively complex here. It is really, you are just watching the experience, right? This isn't anything deeper or existential, which is interesting considering what we watch next week. (laughs) This is really just about like 
Steve McQueen being like, look at how bad slavery was. Yeah. And that's it. That's all he's saying. Like, yeah. look at look at what my people had to endure and look at how long they endured it and look at how your people treated us. Look at what your country did. Look at what because your country also, did. Steve McQueen is not American. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look at what your country did. Look at what your people did and just like experience it. It's pretty simplistic, like across the board. It's, it's, it's not a deep film. And I think that's actually really important because this is the type of film that I think young people should watch. And in American schools, I hope they're watching this in like a history class when mm-hmm. they're studying this because this is, it's from a book. And then you're like, oh, this is what it was like. Mm-hmm. You should know. And these kind of movies need to exist so that you don't repeat things and that you understand them. And there is a very important place for this. Yeah. I'm glad this won Best Picture, obviously. Did it deserve it? No. <laughs> JK. It absolutely, <laughs> uh, <maybe>. <laughs> it absolutely deserved it. I absolutely would have voted for it. Is it going to be my favorite film or anyone's favorite film? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to recognize as well. It serves a purpose, and the purpose is to educate. It's not to entertain. And it does exactly what it sets out to do. So this movie was one of those movies where I was just like, you're going to start at a four star and let's just see if you screw it up. Yeah. And it doesn't. So it's a four star. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. How you're, about that? Now you can follow me. Though. <laughs> we, well, what we have both said is that it's a very difficult thing to watch. And that's most likely, that is the reason why I avoided yeah. it for so long. It's just, it's really hard to absorb that information. But I. Can I just say one thing? Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. I was reading an interview, not an interview. I don't know why I said that. I was reading a review on IMDb <laughs> from like someone. Yeah. And someone, there's a scene towards the end where Lupita Nyong'o's character is whipped very severely. Mm-hmm. And you experience the whole thing. And you see it happening to her. You see the slashes on her back. You see the blood spatter. And the review is just like, I don't think I need to see it this much. Like, I don't know why we need to watch so much of it. Get, at the end of the day, still gives a good review of the film. But it's just like, I think we, we, we spend so much time on this violence. And is that necessary? And you're missing the point. Because what I was about to say is that while it is very hard to watch, it is extremely important. Yeah. There is a huge importance to this film. The fact that it won Best Picture in itself is is finally saying something. I mean, the Academy doesn't live up to it (laughs) in any means. But it does say something about this year specifically that some film that is, yes, violent, but it needs to be is, yes, hard to watch, but it needs to be. Yeah. Because if you have 12 Years a Slave light, yeah. what purpose does that bring to the yeah. story you're trying to tell? And so if you're avoiding watching it for those reasons, what I will say is watch it once. Yeah. I think that that should, it should, should be a requirement. should at least watch it once, yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for every person to just understand it. Because I did think I have, like, an understanding of what slavery was and what flights black people had, yeah, yeah. Got, had to go through for the history of time essentially but seeing it is so much different and like this is gonna sound ridiculous but <laughs> this week an episode of real housewives of Beverly hills <laughs> came was released yeah. um and basically dorit and garcelle dorit is a you don't want so no. that's why i'm yeah, explaining yeah. dorit is a white woman garcelle is a black woman yeah they were uh having an argument garcelle was like explaining or getting upset with Dorit about something. She was just saying, like, when you say this, it sounds like you're trying to bully somebody or whatever. And Dorit goes, stop attacking me. And Garcelle had a really hard time with the word attack because 
black women have always been told that they're too aggressive, that they yeah. attack people, that they come are too combative. Yeah. And Garcelle was really taken aback by that and expressed to Dory, like, please don't use that word with me because it really does affect me. And Garcelle, she said that she went home and she cried that night and she cried the next morning because she doesn't want to be perceived that way. And when she's trying to explain this to Dory, Dorit's like, well, I... I don't know why that word, like, I get it. You're telling me that it hurts you, but, like, I didn't mean it in that way, and it shouldn't mean it to you. And she's just trying to explain herself. Mm. And after watching 12 Years a Slave, <laughs> I, I understand why yeah, yeah. Garcelle would have, would believe there's harm with that yeah. word. And, like, you just do, you gain a new, appreciation isn't the right word to use. Understanding. But an understanding of, like, what that plight has been for black people. I don't think we... That's what I was going to say after you were done your review. I don't think we truly understand what black people have been I through. I won't ever. Yeah. I won't ever. We also we live in a society, or in a place at least, where we're typically not put into that kind yeah. of harm. Like, I'm sure there are people out there who don't like brown-looking people. Yeah, for sure. But I've never been in a situation where I felt that. Like, I felt unsafe. Where you felt your life is in danger just because you looked just, a certain way. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, like, I'm so thankful that I've never been in that. Mm-hmm. But it, that doesn't mean I shouldn't understand it for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And that's why I think even if you're avoiding this for the reasons that you are well-intentioned for, you should still watch it. Yeah. Even if it's hard, just still watch it. Because it's like you said, this movie was going to be a four from the get-go yeah. just based off of its plot. But... Steve brings blackness to something that we typically haven't seen. Like, I'm trying to think of other movies that deal with slavery. The only thing that comes to mind is The Color Purple. There's also that movie, Beloved. I never saw it. I've never seen Beloved. I think there are... The Color Purple. We should watch The Color Purple. We should. And we're going to because there's a new one, too. Yes, exactly. Uh, Which is directed by a black person now. So we'll see how that compares. But there should be more than two movies about black people and slavery. Exactly. Yeah. Like, sorry, how many there Holocaust are movies are there? so many stories to tell. Yeah. There are, there should be more than just two notable yeah. ones. I'm sure there are ones that we just don't know, mm-hmm. but I could name you like seven movies about the Holocaust without thinking about it. There you go. So. so we should get more of these stories. They don't all have to be best picture winners. No. Because quite frankly, 12 Years of Slave deserves it and like... It is. It, it is it. It is it. It is the Schindler's List no. of, of slavery. Yeah. But... Uh, it is so much better (laughs) and so much more authentic and the story that I think if I was Solomon Northup I would want my story to be told this way so I actually am landing on a four and a half for 12 years of slave because I think that half is just the extra of like this is so important yeah yeah it should be shown in schools I would have liked to have watched this in high school yeah Yeah. okay yeah awesome styles okay (laughs) So yeah, that was yeah. Just a slave. We'll get to what we're watching next week. But Mita, mm-hmm. last week you had me connect the help yes. to a movie that I know you have seen, because <laughs> I have also seen, yeah. called Pitch Perfect. Yeah, I've seen it. And this week I would like you to connect a movie called Pitch Perfect okay. to a movie that you haven't seen, okay. but I think you could okay. and should, okay. called Philomena. Oh, ooh. Uh, okay. Who's the old lady in it? Is it Judy Dench? It is. Okay. Your timer starts. <laughs> that is so hard. Okay. Let me think. Judy Dench. Okay. <laughs> so many movies with Judy Dench. 
Uh, okay, Judy Dench's M and all the Bond movies. We could do Daniel Craig. How do I get Daniel Craig from Pitch Perfect? Do I do it through Elizabeth Banks? Probably not. Do I do it? Is anybody in Glass Onion? <laughs> yeah. Oh, am I like on a track or something there? Is it Phil Coogan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're at 30. I don't know if I'm going to get here. Anna Kendrick is in Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a hard one. It's, yeah. It is a really hard one. Rebel Wilson. Ew, no. I don't like her. I, I don't like Rebel like either, her. yeah. Mm-mm. I don't Okay, you're think out of minute. I'm going to get Do you want there. more time? No, I'm not going to get okay. there. Okay. Aw. Sorry. So. Tell me. This is long-winded, and I'm sure there's a shorter way. Okay. But Anna Kendrick, yeah. who is in Pitch Perfect, is also in a movie called Up in the Air with, with George, George Clooney, Clooney, who is in a movie called Ocean's Eleven with Brad Pitt. Okay. Who is in Seven with Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Who is in Shakespeare in Love with Judi Dench. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's a really long way to It's do a little it. long, yeah. and I'm sure there's something shorter there. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, it's on a scandal. Who's Kate Blanchett been with? But... Yeah, I'm also trying to think. It's a hard one because it's, it's a hard one, yeah. Pitch Perfect no, is also like so many like small time small actors. timers, yeah. yeah. Like Anna Kendrick is your biggest. Anna Kendrick and Elizabeth Banks to some degree mm-hmm. are your are your big ones, but because Elizabeth Banks at least has like the Hunger Games, yeah. So that connects you to a little bit more, but yeah, not an easy. You one. also could do that. Anna Kendrick is in The Accountant with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is in Shakespeare in Love, Love with Judi Dench? Gen- yeah. Okay, yeah, that's shorter. <laughs> I always forget about The Accountant because yeah. it was such a nothing movie. I didn't know about it until you told me about it <laughs> two weeks ago. Okay, movie. Okay, movie. What are we meeting next week? Next week, Nadim, we're watching the 2014 Best Picture winner, Birdman, or, or an unexpected virtue of ignorance. There you go. There you go. Or or pretension. The movie. Movie. Uh, but yeah, that's for next week. Mm-hmm. Do you have parting words? I do. I've had a difficult time these past several years. Yeah. He really did. He really did. 12 years a slave, literally. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for Birdman or An Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. I don't know. Somebody was Some... unexpected. When there's a virtue of ignorance. Yeah. Either way, it's Birdman next week. Batman! <laughs> and we'll get there. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our letterbox at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell Kevin Bacon.